I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen misunderstood emo Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. Hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. The camera opens up on a similar scene to where we left it in this nice little, very similar housing complex. Psalm Springs Community Center for the Church is, and in near proximity, a few blocks away at most, to the house that holds these hunters the one that the coterie has worked i wouldn't say tirelessly but diligently to locate and narrow down their existence of we montage through a couple of vehicles pulling up pulling away parking elsewhere and then over time uh four women end up meeting up with everyone else uh, Winifred, Elizabeth, Raven, and Summer all congregate together with Jimmy, Art, Coco, and Missy. Keith lingers back as Missy has just taken some of his blood to bring herself more in control for the activities of the night ahead. He is still alert and conscious. He's just taking a few deep breaths, having a little Gatorade to replenish his electrolytes and generally preparing themselves for the things that are to come. Raven rolls up in just impractical boots, black jeans, black shirt, hoodie, messenger bag full of technologically appropriate gear. Elizabeth comes up in a, a casual setup, jeans, jacket, she has her small bag with her that has some of the things that she needs to pass as a normal everyday person. Her small two-door car is parked a short ways away. Winifred shows up looking like somebody who came out of a sleepover. She has limited options as she is currently at Coco's place, but her but her sling bag that has her identification and normal day-to-day -day stuff in it contains an ice pack and a couple of blood bags that she's not thrilled about giving up, but understands the severity of the situation. And finally, Summer rolled up on a motorcycle looking like she's taking this seriously. Leather jacket, bike helmet, nice motorcycle pants, and sensible shoes. She leaves the helmet with the bike and joins everybody else. All four of them have already used the blush of life to try to be prepared for any countermeasures that these vampire hunters may have in store for people who don't have heartbeats, are cold, or other vampiric natures. As everybody assembles, they look around at each other and look between Jimmy and Art to find out what the plan is. 
Art has not activated the blush of life. He is still as corpse-like as ever. He also has on a pair of black track pants. He's got the black Air Force Ones. He's got his black hoodie on. And then over that, he's got a tactical vest that's got a couple of canisters hanging off of it with green and red stripes. And then a black beanie to go over his, his shiny bald head. He will uh, give another rictus grin at everybody who is assembled and say, I suppose you are wondering why I have gathered you here. We have found the hunters, and we are going to invade their home tonight and take them into our custody. Art continues. I have done a walk around of the property. They have a large van with a loading ramp. I have partially disabled this vehicle by flattening two of the tires. A taxi is inside the garage. The rear yard is nearly unused, and the porch has enough of a view of the front that I would probably use it for surveillance, as well as the windows upon the second floor. We have drones loitering to see what the rest of the property looks like, and as far as I am aware, there has been no movement. I assume there is at least one vampire in their custody if he has already not been killed. And I expect they know we are coming. So before I continue with my recommendations, does anybody have any ideas on how to quickly and easily get inside? Well, if they're expecting us, they don't know how many they're expecting, perhaps. So... They probably already know me, and they probably already know Coco. So if they just suspect it's the two of us, we could be a decoy while others go in through the back door. It's the one thought I have. I expect this to be a fight. I expect them to use every bit of technology they have at their disposal. He looks at Winifred. That is why I asked you here, because I know you have a very particular set of skills in making electronic things break. I would like to use that to its fullest extent while keeping you out of the direct line of fire, so to speak. I also know they will try to get away, and he looks at Summer. That is why I want you on tracking duty, to stay out of sight and see which way they go so we may wrap them up later. Summer nods. Winifred looks a little uncomfortable shifting her weight when you mentioned that technology no good work around you. But she doesn't fight against the idea. She just nods with, yeah, I get it. Winifred, do you have any other uh, particular skills in making sure people don't run away? Can you lasso people? Can you, um, are you handy with handcuffs? She thinks for a second. There's, there's something I can probably do to keep people from leaving or to cover our approach or something like that but it i was going to be a lawyer so and then she shrugs a little bit right any kind of hidden but okay no this is good this is good how far would you say your issues with technology would extend whenever it crops up, it's always inconvenient to me. So, whatever makes my life more miserable at the times. 
in which case it probably will not work at all. Well, if you are able to keep people from running away, I would like you on a spot up high, away from their windows. So, preferably, we'll have you on the roof. Art will pat his chest. I have brought some souvenirs from the old country. 20 years ago, there was a very terrible hostage situation in a theater in Georgia, not the state, the country. The Spetsnaz used a, a fentanyl derivative in a gas grenade in the ventilation system. It put everybody to sleep. It killed some people, but it put everybody to sleep. They have two of those here. Two of these are simple tear gas. I can try and dump this into the ventilation system, or I can walk inside under the cover of obfuscation, we'll call it, and I just pull two of the tabs and walk around, maybe do a little moonwalk, and see if that knocks everybody out. Um, okay, so to go back to my distraction idea, would it make sense that if you were able to sneak in near into the garage... I can then be the distraction. They're they're going to run to the car, and you can then knock out the people who are heading towards the car. Yes, we can make that possible. Simply because then you're not going to get everyone. Right? I don't know how their ventilation is, but well, do they just do they have like a an AC unit or whatever, or like whatever they're called, the the central air. Every house has to have ventilation. Usually you have what's called a central stack. That's the plumbing stack. It goes directly into the water system. It's not quite what we want, but the exhaust system for the, for the furnace, the vent flue for a fireplace, these are the things that we're looking at because we can drop something in there and then it billows smoke out all through the house through the heating system. Now, if I had a week and just a crowbar, I can make the house collapse under, underneath its own weight, but I don't have that kind of time. I want to make sure we have entrances covered. I want to make sure we minimize firing profiles. They are going to be armed. They have already taken kindred hostage. Elizabeth pipes up and points around, and there's a lot of people here that cause a big mess if loud noises you know, we don't want everybody calling the cops. All right. Speaking of calls, when we do this, we will have no phones, as little technology as possible. He nods again to Winifred. Also, in case they are tracking anything, they know we may be nearby. I do not want them tracking us in real time to know which room we are in. That is just me being paranoid. To that note, if you are to make any calls to anybody, do it now. And I suggest that Missy, you let the prince know we are about to do this. Raven, Elizabeth, let Vinny know we are about to do this. And Summer, let your sire know that we are about to do this. That way, if we fail, they know where to follow up. And if we succeed, they knew it all along. Phones come out. Messages are beginning to be sent. Jimmy reaches for his phone, realizing he doesn't have it and uh, doesn't need to turn it off. So you had Winifred and Summer on roundup duty. Um, Raven and Elizabeth, were they going in or were they 
let's see here. So Raven and Elizabeth are the loud option. Okay. So if if we've got the coterie covering the front, then I'd have Raven and Elizabeth at the back. And if things get loud, they just go in through the back. And then Art's going to try and find a way to infiltrate and just start popping smoke. And Art kind of scratches his chin. Eh, Coco, Jimmy, uh, since you said that you wanted to be the distraction, I speak again of the van. Yes. Two of the tires have been flattened, but I did not look inside the van. So if you want to get a good look inside, maybe with like a small flashlight or something, I would not be remiss to that to see what is in there. And it should cause some hubbub inside the house, which may give me a chance to get inside. So pretend to be sneaky break in and look into the van. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, the only flashlight I have is on my phone. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I have you. And he'll pull out one of those little, like, teeny tiny two AA mini mags. And he just, like, turns the lens and it clicks on, turns it off, it clicks off, and he hands it over. He says, you can use this. Just kind of like a little pouty, but I'm doing good. Take Thanks, Art. Do you have a job for me or just for everybody else? I don't want to just look in a van. No, you're not going to just look in a van. I want you also watching the front door and those windows. Act like you are a lookout, because you will be a lookout. And if you see a lot of movement inside, and people act like they might be coming outside, I want you most of all to be careful, because they have weapons that may well kill you. And that goes for all of you. Be careful. We may be kindred, but fire still hurts us. And they may still have some of that. I expect to see four, maybe five people. Our objective here is to capture as many of them as possible. If there is too much resistance, silence them. There may be a fifth. That is the person that is currently probing the honeypot we have set up back at Paradise Mall. Once you have one, if they're knocked out or sleeping or otherwise restrained, Get them over here into a vehicle and get out as quickly as you can. Once noise happens, assume we will have police within three to five minutes. Police are never that quick. These people pay them, though, like a lot of money. Like, that's the whole, like, union thing. There's an involvement, like, you know, church. The last time that Kindred had to deal with the church police, it did not go so well for us. Inquisitions were made. It, it is it is joke about first. Never mind. Never mind. Raven pops up. Is like I would have never expected that. <laughs> I am sure I have left a lot out, but let's face it: the second that the light turns on inside, all of this goes out of the window. Missy and I will try to get inside. If there is a way to dominate them, to, to slow them down. Oh, I forget. If you think you are going to try to eat one, be careful. Their blood stings of the true faith. 
if it is an exception to us, it can affect us. So be very careful. All of them? Assume all of them. Hmm. One other thing. At least one of them, perhaps all of them, may have been imbibing kindred blood. So expect them to be stronger and faster. Expect them to be on the level of Keith over there, but full of oranges and Gatorade. Keith gives a, a wave as he finishes his Gatorade. Keith, your experience with the takedowns, yes, without using weapons? Dislocation of shoulders? He stands up from the hood of the car that he's sitting on and just gives you a nod. I served my time. Excellent. If you catch anybody trying to run outside, if you can intercept and disable and otherwise keep an overwatch position, I'm going to do my best to make sure that mischief stays out of it. But we want all of the bases covered. So we have the back covered, we have the front covered, we have the roof covered. The only thing I cannot account for is if they have escaped tunnel, because I have not been able to investigate. If that is the case, I will make loud noise and I will attempt to follow them. All right, are there any other questions? Any other concerns? Uh, my concern is what is Missy doing? And Keith, by extension. Listening to all this, I'm sure. Keith and Missy have exchanged a glance and she gave him a nod saying to listen to Art. Okay. This is uh, Art's party. She, she's just here to do what he says. This is Art's world. We're all just living in it. Yeah. I just don't know where Missy fits into this situation. Uh, he just said I'm with uh, Missy and Art are going to try to get in through the, the back door. Uh, we're going to try and get in through... Generally, garages require uh, external exit, mm-hmm. not just go into the house. Mm-hmm. So there's the garage door and a side door or window. I want to try and get in through there. If not, if there's an open window on second floor, we'll go for that. I mean, I can break in. That That's my bread and butter. I should be able to, to break in. On the second floor on the back side, there is a covered balcony that in your walk around and with the drones you were able to see. Uh, that would probably go into a master bedroom. That is a assumption that you can make, but it is another point of ingress or egress that you guys would have knowledge of. Any other last-minute preparatory things? No, I, I think at this point we've got everything we need. I'm an investigator, not a distractor. I'm investigating that van. Which is the distraction? I'm going to investigate. You distract. Okay. If that is everything, then phone's off. And we will meet back up uh, once everything is complete. Uh, somewhere else, where are we meeting back up? Let us meet back at Paradise Mall, since that is a known quantity for us, and we have everything we need. We'll just throw them in the, in the walk-in freezer near the booster juice. It has already been prepared, as far as I know. Do we want to bring them back to the mall? Because that will, if we don't get all of them, if some of them are being tracked, that will lead them to home. Mm. Elizabeth and Raven exchange a glance 
and then Raven speaks up, uh, we can get a location set up to babysit them at. And then we will do that, and we will meet there. Raven pulls out her phone, sends a couple of text messages real quick. A minute or two will pass as people ask other questions and prepare themselves in different ways. And then Raven will get a text message back and write down on a little piece of paper an address to hand out to everybody since there will be no phones. Uh, should we not bring this address with us? Because that will... Oh, they're going to be following it anyway. Never mind. If Raven just looks at you like, well, after you've memorized it, you could always eat it. Okay, yeah. Coco, are you going into the garage with me? No, 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 no. The van is outside. Oh, it's outside. I want you to investigate van. Now, if nobody answers and you think you can get in the garage, go for it. But the second that you open that garage door, we will need to move quickly. All right. So while I'm digging through the van, Coco, if you see someone but don't want them to know that they're spotted, what should you say to me? Any ideas? Um, hey, Jimmy, there's a guy over there. Yeah, I assume we're going to be talking during while I'm doing that, like digging through the van. But if you say, hey, Jimmy, there's a guy over there and they can happen to hear us. Then they're going to know they're spotted. Well, do you want me to like caca caca? Well, uh, I mean, maybe, but like more subtle than that. Like just. You can like if we're talking while I'm checking out the van and you say the uh, buttercup or something, then I'll know that because you said buttercup there's something going on, but like it just, you know, bring it in the conversation while we're talking, you know, talk about like princess bride or something. No idea what you're talking about. Is that your safe word? What? No. Uh, never mind. Just caca, I guess. I don't know. I can totally work it into conversation. I swear. And we're supposed to be sneaky. So I should be able to whisper to you. Sure. Okay. Fine. With this all in mind, uh, you will see some looks of concentration on the faces of the kindred around you as they are activating some disciplines and begin to split up. Summer begins to push her motorcycle around so as to not have it make a whole bunch of noise in the middle of the night. Winifred goes up to one of the buildings nearby. As she walks away from you, the shadows that fall on her just as part of the normal, you know, it being at night and streetlights and stuff, grow darker and thicker and just seem to coalesce around her. And as she approaches, she will look to you with eyes of jet black and say, I'll, I'll wait to get on the roof until something starts to happen so I don't set anything off. Art nods. And then Art's going to fade from view because he's got his thing too. Elizabeth and Raven will head off to go the long way around the back. 
raven fading from view a lot sooner than Elizabeth does. She's been practicing. As everybody begins to move into position, we will start off with Jimmy and Coco, as they are the ones that are providing a distraction slash investigation. And I turn it over to you guys. Uh, so Coco, you know, I've, I've been thinking of something. I've, uh, I've been trying to get a little bit more with the times, right? Good idea. Right. Okay. And, uh, I remember seeing this commercial for Nicorette gum to like help with addiction. And I thought, is there like a Nicorette gum for blood? Uh, not like at the drugstore. I guess that's a weird, why would you ask me that? Well, I don't know. I just, and Jimmy pulls out a pack of Nicorette gum. Just, I wanted to see if it worked. You want one? Uh, yeah, sure. Take a piece of gum, but I think you're supposed to like suck on it more than just like chew it. Oh, really? Hmm. Oh yeah. Jimmy pops one out and starts chewing it too. Tastes disgusting. Blech. I spit it just into the street. Yeah, it is pretty bad. Mm. Oh, well. Oh, so it's that van there, right? Yeah, the one with the two busted wheels. That's so weird how it's all sidewaysy like that. All right, and up we go. As you approach and begin to look around, obviously two of the wheels have been flattened. This is the van as I described it beforehand. It's got a lift gate on the side of it. If you want to give me either investigation or wits and awareness rolls. Now, is the, the, the lifty gate thing on the inside or the outside? Because I thought it usually gets stored on the inside. The way I was thinking of it is it's on the inside, but you can see that underneath where the door is, there's the extra hydraulics and stuff that are necessary. Mm, okay. Combine that with the handicap plates, it's a, a pretty easy leap of logic. It's Jimmy with five hits and Coco with four. Jimmy looking around this place and looking inside of it, are you guys using the flashlights that were provided? I totally am. And the first thing I'm looking at is those wheels. I want to know why they're flat. The little caps on them that you use when you go to refill the, the tires and the little pegs that are in there have been removed by Arts. Yeah, so Jimmy doesn't turn on the flashlight until he gets up to the van, and then he shines the flashlight into it. Inside, you're going to notice a lot of stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense to Jimmy. It's technology stuff but it is in here. There is also a small smattering of musical equipment that has similar boxes and cases to what you are familiar with from what you saw at the hotel, but smaller scale, not something that could fit a person into it. You will also notice that the driver's seat is altered in a way that Jimmy, being a guy who's into cars, May I mean, you can make the decision, I guess, here, but would he be familiar with handicap-accessible vehicles? I mean, it would just be the 
seat can swivel, can't it? Like for the driver's seat? The seat can swivel, and there is also a mounting thing on this so that you can operate the... Oh, hand controls, hand throttle, handbrake. All right. Those words. Acceleration and brakes is where I was going with that. That you can see there. I don't think he would ever have installed it or used it, but I'm sure he could glance at it and kind of figure out what it's for. You can figure out that this van has been modified to accommodate somebody who would have trouble with pedals. Right. Coco, as you duck down to look at the tires, to find the stems removed, and you stand up, uh, looking across the hood of the car, across the street with your enhanced vision, you can see into the window of the house facing this house. And through that front bay window, you can see a man that is asleep on a couch that has the TV running. And as you look at him, you recognize him as Father Todd. I hate that guy. Jimmy, look over there. There's a stupid church jerk, Father Stupid Todd. Uh, He's not one of the hunters. I don't know. Can't we just, like, pretend? I mean... We assume he's working with them, but he might not know as much about us as the others do. Would be my guess. Do you think you could use your mind juju on him and like make him do something really embarrassing? Um, maybe, but probably not. Maybe tomorrow night. Uh. Maybe it's more of just like I have to go in and talk to him to really get that power working. And as soon as I go in and talk to him, I think I'm going to get shot at, which might break the usefulness of uh, my abilities. I just kind of like narrow my eyes into little slits and my mouth becomes like just a line. We'll revisit that, okay? Sure. Um, Jimmy starts trying the door handles to see if any are unlocked. I imagine since you guys are being a distraction or instigator squad here, and you're not being particularly stealthy. I mean, even if Jimmy tried to be stealthy, he wouldn't be stealthy. Well, you know, you have certain vampire powers that help you be stealthy. Um... You don't have to. No? Why? I, I, are there general powers that everyone would have? Uh, well, so like your fleetness ability gives you a bonus to dexterity rolls outside of combat. Oh. That would give you a bonus to being sneaky if you wanted to be sneaky with it. No, I'm not using it to sneak better then. Yeah, Coco's not using any sneak powers right now, but she's got that cool black hat on that's, you know, upped her sneak probably about 0.3. And she is taking those exaggerated sneak steps as she walked up to the van. As the two of you are messing with this, we're going to cut away for a little bit as Missy and Art begin to get into position. Is there any last minute things the two of you want to do? And uh, I apologize. What did you guys do with Keith? Keith, we have watching the front. Yeah, he has him watching the front if anybody 
goes out, he's to collect. Okay, so he's doing Raven and Elizabeth, but on the front door. Correct. As they're getting ready to sneak, Art will just say in a low voice, if there is a door at the garage, we take that. If there is not, then there is a window, we take that. And if there is neither, then we'll go around to the balcony in the second floor and get in through there. She'll quietly say, got it. And uh, they start sneaking. They're going to go up uh, along the side while Coco and Jimmy are doing their thing under the cover of obfuscation. Sneak, sneak. Oh, I guess Art and Missy, are you guys waiting here for a minute to see what happens, or are you continuing around the Is there a door on the side of the garage, an, egg, uh, uh, an egress on the door, or is it just the giant garage bay door, and that's the only door for the garage? It's just the giant rolling up door on the front of the garage because the front door for the house is right next to it. That is not up to code, number one. Is there a garage window? Sure. All right, so uh, she's going to try to uh, use the knife and try to open that window. Sure. Give me a dex and larceny roll. With three successes, you can get yourself up there a little bit and with some wiggling that you have to be very careful because you don't want to break your obfuscate. You can pop this window and make your way inside. Art, you're hanging out, and then all of a sudden you notice that that window is open. Art will give a a five count, which should be enough for Missy to get through, and then he will uh, hop up and in and roll into the garage. Inside the garage, if the two of you could roll dex and stealth rolls. Missy, you land on the inside, and it is fairly bare bones in here. Most garages are full of things. People store over the years that just accumulate and accumulate and accumulate. This looks like it has a few of the bare essentials. It has this taxicab style vehicle that is no longer taxicab yellow. You can see that the driver's side window is busted out. And looking around in here, there is the barest of essentials. There's like two cases of water stacked against the wall next to some toilet paper and paper towels. There's a trash can in here that's got a bag in it that doesn't really have anything in it except for a few fast food wrappers that have gotten discarded. And then a good you know, 10 count later. Art, what is the thing that happens that lets you not necessarily break obfuscate, but give some kind of evidence that somebody was through here? When Art rolls through that window, part of his sweatshirt sleeve is like going to catch on the sill because like there's a sharp edge like right there and there's just like this slight tear and there's just a small scrap of fabric hanging off that open window. Missy will catch a a brief glimpse of said fabric hanging on the the window. Okay. Do the two of you want to do anything in here for the moment with the memory that you can't see each other? Well, I know uh, I've heard Missy has heard plenty of Art's stories about booby traps, so 
Uh, she's going to go look at the garage door and make sure it's not rigged in any way. The big rolling door? Mm-hmm. You don't see anything at first glance. If you wish to roll, you are welcome to roll to check the place out. It's an awareness? It is dark in here, so it will be, you know, not super easy. Garth's going to quietly check the door that goes into the house. Is it locked? Is it trapped? Uh, sure, you are welcome to roll. That's a crit. That's a crit. As Missy goes over with her one success to the garage door, you don't see anything that looks like it would be a trap or alarm other than the fact that garage doors are very loud. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, what does she know about it? Yeah, like it's a garage door. It makes probably a beeping sound, and it a god-awful racket as it is opening. Art, with your, I guess that's seven, seven successes? You're easily able to bypass this first door, and it is locked. It is not trapped that you can see, so you're easily able to get yourself through this door and into the next little area. Some low light comes out of the the house proper, and Missy can turn to, to follow the ambient light and motion. With your exceptional role, you can hear sounds of conversation coming from above you on the second floor and off to your left. So in like this general area on the second floor. And I am happy to answer like two questions you would like to have about said conversation. First question is between how many people? How many voices do we hear? If you sit tight for a minute, you will hear three voices and a text-to-speech thing. Phone, computer, laptop, tablet, hard to tell, but it's a a text-to-speech program. Second is, what are some key words that we're getting from the conversation? One of the voices, not the text-to-speech voice, is talking about a lead leaving the city another voice is mentioning that it's getting too hot things are not as easy there is some very clear dysfunction within the group and they are not agreeing on what they are going to be doing and it sounds like one of them is like I found this lead. Let's just do this and then leave. Okay. Good, 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 good. Okay. Are the doors to the pantry, the buffet, and the half bath there, are they open or closed? They are closed, but they're not ones that have big locks on them like you would for an outside-facing door and are things that you can easily just put your scope under, take a quick look at, and clear as though there's nothing of value or danger within them. Okay, yeah, that's what I want to do, is do a a quick thing, and then we'll uh, sneak into the kitchen. Can I get Missy to roll Resolve and All Specs, and Art to roll Wits and Obfuscate, just so we can clear whether or not Missy can actually see Art? Missy cannot see Art. 
His obfuscate is too on point tonight. Mm. I know he's doing sneaky shit, actual sneaky shit, instead of typing on a keyboard. <laughs> Outside, having seen Jimmy and Coco begin to do their investigation, Shadow begins to intensify and become more tangible in a way that is very unnatural around Winifred and begins to carry her up the side of the building. As she shadow Spider-Man slash Doc Ox up the outside of the wall to obtain her position. Jimmy and Coco, do you have any other questions about this van before I resolve my previous role? I don't know if you told me if the doors were all locked, but I believe the doors on the van were locked. Yes. Okay. Not that you couldn't force your way in if you wanted to. Right. Or attempt to finesse your way in if you wanted. No, he didn't bring a Jimmy, just himself. He's seen her do it before. Uh, Jimmy's going to say, I'm going to smash a window unless you have a better idea. No, I love it when you smash. All right. Jimmy shrugs. He's going to smash the window away from the... So whatever window's like farthest away from the door sort of thing. So that, yeah. I had said last time that it had backed into the parking spot. So it'll be the driver's side window, which is the opposite side from the lift gate. Right. Uh, Coco, is there anything you wish to do in this situation? Or are you just doing a sneak? I want to just kind of watch his back and turn my back directly to him and kind of watch the house in the area. Can you give me, Jimmy, just part of me wants to say a strength plus stealth roll here? Strength plus stealth. Wow, okay. My thought is to break the window in a way that breaks the window, but without making a giant crashing sound that wakes the whole neighborhood. What? A hungry crit of 357. The good news is that it's very quiet, but very messy. Uh, So my first idea for a compulsion is that while it's a big, ugly van, Mm -hmm. he just wants to steal it. He wants to try and like hotwire it open, pop off the, the ignition and try and force the ignition closed without having to need a key. So that works out because I have wonderful, terrible ideas here. This van is not a gorgeous thing, but it does have a, wide white panel that he can have Coco do an amazing like 80s um, style painting. Airbrush a wizard on that bitch? Exactly. Exactly. Any role that you do that is not related to stealing or otherwise obtaining this van is uh, at a negative two dice penalty. Alright, so if I wanted to punch someone I would get a negative two? Unless you are punching them to take the keys from them. Okay. With a critical, though, you make the perfect amount of sound. Where Art, with his exceptional role from earlier, will hear the conversation upstairs stop. And they are clearly listening. You get into the vehicle. You have 
free reign of this vehicle for a moment, what would you like to start doing with it? I mean, I don't think he's ever been in a van that has a swivel seat like this or like any vehicle. And he first thing he does is like play with it for like 10 seconds. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Adjusting the seat and mirrors and stuff. <laughs> yeah, just like, eh, it's not the best ride, but I can see the appeal. And also, you know, getting it ready for when he steals it. Coco, you see him break into the car? Cool. It's like his job. I just kind of like keep looking out. Waiting for my caca. Can I um go still and disappear while I'm standing here? Absolutely. But like accidentally. Like I didn't mean to do it. It just kind of happened. Uh, yeah, sure. You can just kind of like, all right, I'm being sneaky. Nobody needs to see me. And just, well, Jimmy won't notice you anyway because he's busy with his conveyance over here. The only thing after that is once Jimmy's get all comfortable, he's going to, you know, look in the glove compartment for keys, like a spare key or something. He doubts there's going to be anything, but just, you know, a quick examining. There is the usual stuff that you find in the glove compartment, owner's manual, etc. I'm trying to think if there's anything else interesting that you would find in there. Registration? Registration, insurance cards. The stuff you need when you're pulled over. There is some technology stuff in here, but I don't think that means anything to Jimmy. No, as long as it's not a loudspeaker making noise right now, then yeah, it's fine. You will notice, as you're looking around and playing with your swivel chair, that in the back, there are lights on equipment back there. That something is going on that is more technologically oriented than music-oriented in the back of this van. Like lighting equipment for a show that he might be familiar with from karaoke? Nothing like that. There's a computer tower that's against the one wall. On the other side, there is a bank of not quite car batteries, but of an electrical setup to run extra power through things. There is wiring that goes up the side and across the roof and so Jimmy will, you know, like, is there a screen that he can look at for it or no? Like a touch screen for the car or like a computer screen? He's going back to the computer. If there's wires coming out of it, maybe it's one of those new press to start buttons that somebody manually put in. I don't know. There is a flat screen TV that is against the one side. It's currently off, but, you know, you could find a power button real quick and turn it on and see if it does anything. There is a keyboard that's on a little almost like desk thing that is flat against the wall that you could stand up to make it so it's comfortable to type on if you wanted to try messing with this computer. I assume he knows enough to like hit a space bar or wiggle a mouse to try and turn on a screen or flick a switch, yeah. It will make a light whirring sound as it kicks back on from its sleep mode and it has a it has a blue screen that has a place for a username and a place for a password. Hmm. No, no clue. Unless he looks for little a yellow, little yellow sticky that might have passwords on it. 
No, not not in this vehicle. Not not with somebody who is actually good at electronics. But that's how he remembers his passwords, so he figures someone else might. There are millions of people that do exactly that, but not this person. I imagine that took a while, so I don't know if you want to cut to someone over. Yep, we will switch over to Missy and Art, who are creeping through the kitchen area. What would the two of you like to do creeping around in here? Uh, right as you hear the sounds of that conversation coming to the end, upstairs as people begin to question a sound that was made, that because it was the perfect amount of sound, the two of you also heard the smashing of the window. Art knows he's going to want to move just a little bit faster. He needs to do a quick sweep of the kitchen and the next rooms to find the staircase. Because that's where they can lock up, from the sound of it, four of them. And then he also needs to find if there's a downstairs and if there's like a basement as well. So, Sure. Uh, I want to move you over here into the family area that is next to the kitchen. Let's see, what are you doing as unseen to you, Art moves forward into this place? I think she just kind of moves forward in like two minute intervals. Sure, so just. Yeah, just kind of wait two minutes, then go, then wait two minutes, go, and then. Sure. Yeah. Coming into a nice family room here, Art, you're going to see that they have a fake chimney fireplace here that has a screen in it that they can display a nice festive holiday thing you can see a nice tv couch table very classic seeing this stuff in here is not unusual it is the bare necessities with very little personalization to it a thing that you are not surprised to notice is that there is a lot of religious iconography all over the place to the left of the family room, there is a spiral staircase by the area that is the dining room. To the left of facing that staircase, to the left, there is a closed door. And above you, you can hear movement. Art is going to move through to where he's going to be right here so he can see the the bottom of the stairs but also this door Hmm. and he is going to prep one of his uh sleep gas grenades because i'm guessing that that door is going to go downstairs into a basement but if there is some movement then i don't want to check that door yet the door in question with your spatial awareness is a small area, maybe like closet sized, just because that's where the rooms that you've already seen and cleared are. As you are looking at it, you will notice to the side of the door, there are two faintly glowing buttons. Looking a little closer, they are up and down arrows as though that this is an elevator. Okay. So, okay, okay, good. Um, Then uh, I think we're going to start getting ready to... No, you know what? Art's going to check that 
is the elevator at the at the second floor or is it on this floor? It is on the second floor. Drat. Okay. What would Art have to roll to know whether or not there's a way to jam this lift so it can't come down? I mean, I feel like that's something that Art could probably do pretty easily. If the door is jammed open, I feel like that would keep it from moving because you don't want a open elevator shaft situation. If you got into the actual electronics behind that panel with the buttons on it, you could almost assuredly sabotage it in some fashion. If you didn't want to like call it down. Yeah, that's... Uh... Oh shit, that's what I should have done in the garage. Just look for the circuit breaker. Oh well. If Art can do it without breaking off his gate, and if he can do it quickly, then he will. Because otherwise, he's going to need to charge a gas grenade if people are going to start coming downstairs. Uh, I tell you what, let's have a roll to see whether or not you can do that without breaking off escape. Happy for dexterity and technology? Sure, this does feel techish. Four. As you set to your work of sabotage, Missy, what are you getting up to in the kitchen as you're, you know, two-ish minutes behind where you think Art might be? There's nothing interesting in this kitchen, I'm sure. I mean, there's knives. If you want to go and open up cabinets and stuff, you could find some other stuff potentially, but uh, it's up to you on how invasive you want to get with investigating. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'll move up. If there's a way to indicate, like watching the, the panel, whatever he's doing with the lift, if I can see that happening to get an idea that that's what he's doing. You are purposefully ignoring it as per obfuscation. Okay. I think I'll make my way down here. Down here. I don't know if it'll take a while, but, you know, not a while, but. No, you're just walking across the. Yeah, just kind of going like this way. Sure. Dining room has what you would expect. Table, chairs, big crucifix with Jesus on it. Mm-hmm. You can also hear some movement from upstairs, and it sounds like people are getting ready to do something. It's not a panicked scramble, it is more organized than that. Okay. Uh, go over here. This last room on the first floor near the front entrance porch area is a small study-like library room. There's a bunch of books in there. There's a a nice little table next to a chair that looks very comfortable for reading or hosting small discussions. Go to the front door and make sure it's unlocked in case Keith has to get in quickly. It is currently locked. You are welcome to unlock it easily. Yeah, that's just unlock it. Yeah. Not going to open it, just unlock it. As Art messes with the lift, there is a face that appears coming down the stairs. She's very obviously looking around and trying to locate something. I'm going to go find Art's obfuscation roll earlier, which was three successes. And then I'm going to roll some dice. 
And Missy, if you could roll your wits and obfuscate as well. As this woman descends the stairs, and Art is hard at work. I don't think she's being particularly sneaky, but I will will attempt a sneaking roll just to see how bad she does. Art, you can hear somebody creeping down the stairs as you are at work here. And as you turn to look, you will recognize Rosanna Santiago, the sister of the priest that was killed by Sweeple six months ago. She doesn't have an aggressive posture in the way that, like, gun up looking around, but you can see she has a pistol at a low ready. She is looking around. There is a rosary that is wrapped around her hand that is holding the gun. And she is holding a hand up towards upstairs. There is some more light that is creeping down from upstairs. And at the top there, you can see another person. As she is creeping down the stairs, she stops with a couple of steps before the bottom stiffens up and is clearly alerted to the presence of something in this house. The two of you have a moment to attempt to do something before she responds to the indication that there are unholy creatures within her house. Doing nothing is a valid option. I mean, Yeah, I think just stop all movement. I don't want to alert her or anybody else. I don't want to start the kerfuffle here. Not that Art or Missy has any idea what each other is doing or even where they yeah. are. Right. <laughs> so she clearly senses something in the house. So Art is going to try, and since this is a spiral staircase that kind of goes up, is it like a wall that goes up or is there space underneath the stairs so he can kind of get around and behind and then he's going to pop that gas grenade? You have access to Soaring Leap. You can, you know, do some big jumps. Okay. And and get where you want to get to. Okay. Then what Art is going to do is, as she makes that stop, Art's going to pop and drop the first sleep grenade, Soaring Leap. And then when he hits that second floor, he's going to pop and drop the second one. So he's going to try and end up like right there. You ending up there is fine. That's easy enough to do. You're popping the the sleep, but probably will not wake up from gas first. Yes, we're we're popping the sleepy time, and then I'll prep the tear gas for the next set. Okay. Because they'll try and run away and fall downstairs or fall off of the balcony feel like the popping of the gas grenade will break obfuscation. Absolutely would. Cool. Uh, as you land with a thud on the second floor and the starts, chaos will start to break loose. The man that you have walked past, Sanjay, the taxi driver, also holding a gun, notices you because that's what obfuscation does. It's broken. Like people just notice you. Rosanna downstairs will notice something happen and hear the sound of you landing upstairs, and she is going to start to recite Bible verses. 
It is the 1st of February, holy shit, it's February already, of 2023. This is Knocking on Heaven's Door. Nothing. Not even a... Sorry, I was muted. That was really good. Okay, that's all I really need is a little vindication from somebody who does terrible things all the time with fucking wordplay. I wasn't sure if it was actually a song or not. I thought it was. Oh my god. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you're such a baby. <laughs> God, yeah, so young, so innocent. Aerosmith. Yeah, that's what I'm looking. Not what I'm looking at. Uh, when was this released? Ninety-one. Okay, so it's out of the Jimmy window. So you're forgiven. Good. All right. <laughs> you were gonna lose sleep totally, right? <laughs> I was. I already have. Uh, no, I, I am well-rested. I napped for, like, four hours today. You all are in some deep fucking shit. No, this is good. This is good. How far would you say your issues with technology would extend? Whenever it crops up, it's always inconvenient to me. So, whatever makes my life more miserable at the times. Mechanically... I am happy to have the Lasombra Bane influence their technology if you are within a similar distance and have it influence your technology. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. So, art, art was going to go, by the way, no phones here in a minute. We'll just get to that point soon. Yep. Uh, and then if you want her on securing things, she can either help cover an approach or she can help secure people on a thing because of stuff that I can talk about later with her. But other than that, she has other fun stuff she can do. Right. Um, Art wants Winifred and Summer on kind of passive roping duty, like rope and track, and then Raven and Elizabeth being hounds a more active breach team. And then there's the rest of us doing our thing. And uh, they start sneaking. They're going to go up uh, along the side while Coco and Jimmy are doing their thing under the cover of obfuscation. Keith. <laughs> Keith's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing over there? Fucking Keith. <laughs> For everybody listening, we have actual tokens on the board. And Keith is the, uh, the CPS guy from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Cobra Bubbles. So fantastic. <laughs> so Officer Bubbles is now across the street watching the front entrance. <laughs> I mean, tell me it doesn't fit the idea of what you have for Keith. Yeah, no, it's perfect. It it's that is Keith. And it's it delights me. Thank you. Okay. Just... Or attempt to finesse your way in if you wanted. No, he didn't bring a Jimmy, just himself. Oh, no, he could jimmy his way in the car. Uh, I mean, he could jimmy his way in the car. It's just for the fist instead of a lockpick. What? A hungry crit of 357. The good news is that it's very quiet, but very messy. Uh, so my first idea for a compulsion is that while it's a big, ugly van, mm-hmm. he just wants to steal it. He wants to try and like hotwire it open, pop off the the ignition and try and force the ignition closed without having to need a key. So 
that works out because I have wonderful, terrible ideas here. The Toreador clan compulsion is obsession. Enraptured by beauty, the vampire becomes temporarily obsessed with a singular, gorgeous thing, able to think of nothing else. This Vampire of the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official, fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.